Hello, Sarah. Hi, Crystal. I love how you're saying that like we haven't already done this a couple of times. (laughs) Welcome back to Women on Top podcast. I'm Kristen. This is Sarah. We are, we are olds and we are not good with this technology stuff. We're getting getting pretty good. We're getting it. We're getting it. I recorded a bonus episode today with Barbara. Mm Mm-hmm. And for the first 10 minutes, she's like, I, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? No. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> and we just went back and forth like that. And we couldn't really hear each other. We we're using the typing function on uh, Zencaster. Yeah. And then I said, "Is uh, are you muted? But Oh, she's like, oh. <laughs> she was That'll muted. That'll yeah. do it. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Sarah. Yeah. Big little lies. Let's do this. Talk to me. Um, so uh, the first time we recorded this podcast, <laughs> I mentioned <laughs> that, which time, uh, I think it was the first time, could have been the mm-hmm. second. uh, I mentioned that everyone seems to be going to the worst therapist in Monterey and you just agreed. You think this is a, a fine therapist? Well, you know, I, I the only issue I have And it was the first time I had an issue with her was when Madeline and Ed went to her. And I thought, that's kind of a conflict of interest, isn't it? Yeah. Where two friends are going to the same therapist. Like, that's just, that seemed very strange to me. And I I actually (laughs) tweeted out, does Monterey only have one therapist? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's the only one that went to Stanford. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, there's only one therapist. Everyone is going to the same therapist. And she has a lot of very concrete advice, which is like, it's like the one thing you're not supposed to do as a therapist, right? Well, no, not necessarily. And I will once again, uh, pimp out that sh- the, the site primetimer.com. Okay. Because this topic came up in the thread about whether or not she was a good therapist. Oh. And... I happen to think, I think she walked that line okay. of, <laughs> of pushing back a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've said this before, coaching at least, it's client-led. Right. And one thing that I notice for me when I'm, when I'm doing my, my practice sessions is I have this desire to just solve the problem. <laughs> I wonder yeah. where I got that from. Yeah. I just all I want to do is solve the problem, but that's not my job. My job is to help them figure out how to solve the problem on their own. And just sort of be here and and be next to them and and sort of walk the path with them. Yeah. So you don't feel that the therapist crossed the line multiple times with multiple clients <laughs> in this episode? give me an example of what you thought was a a line cross well i think her whole theory about madeline being insecure about not going to not going to college is probably right on but also shouldn't madeline be the one to realize that do you ever think madeline was going to realize it (laughs) well i mean i don't know um because she just started therapy right this was the first time we've seen her in there i think did she go season one at all I think that's the first time they went as a couple. I don't know if she's ever gone to this therapist before, but I had, I had no problem with 
the therapist suggesting, hey, maybe, you know, maybe this is the issue. And, I, you know, I had a session with somebody a while ago and she said something that I found really, uh, really kind of jarring. And this was a, a dating coaching session. Mm-hmm. And I went to my mentor, my coaching mentor, and I relayed the situation and I said, I just found what she said so horribly offensive. And what what do I do in that situation? And my mentor said, you say, huh, what do you think's behind that? <laughs> yeah. Inter- that's, a, that's an interesting take. What do you think's behind that? What makes you say that? <laughs> where do you think where do you think that comes from? Yeah. Right. Whereas the therapist is like, oh, fuck it. This girl's never, ever, ever going to get there. So I'm just going to I'm just going to put it out there. Do you think maybe you have a, your you have a hard on for your daughter going to college because you feel inadequate because you didn't go? <laughs> well, again, I think she's right. But I also think if I mean, this is Madeline's first session. I think it's a little bit presumptuous to assume in session one that she has this patient all or this client all figured out and she's never going to get there and boom here's the answer i did like though that she said that ed was perhaps profoundly disengaged did she go to did she go to medical school to come up with that (laughs) observation is that what i'm paying you 200 dollars for to tell Um, me my husband's pissed (laughs) No, she said it to him. She said that right. he was profoundly. Well, she said maybe you have been profoundly disengaged. Um, she definitely pushed back, and and this is what I liked is that she pushed back on both of them. Yeah, not just Madeline. Yes. So I'm okay as long as it was even keeled. If it was just one, and this is where this is a question I have about couples counseling because a lot of times people like. Celeste, Nicole Kidman's character, used to go to couples counseling with Perry. Yeah. And then she just started going by herself. And I'm not sure how appropriate it would have been if Perry had continued with the sessions after she started to see the doctor by herself. Because right. that's certainly going to. That's certainly going to. It's going to yeah. skew yeah. how the therapist handles the, handles the session. So. I was glad to see the therapist, you know, be be even with both of them. And I just think Madeline is so fucking annoying <laughs> and so self-centered and she has her head so far up her own ass that I loved seeing someone flicker on the forehead and say, "So what do you think about that?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it is just TV. So, you know, the issue of whether this therapist is doing a good job or not is Probably only interesting to a small subset of people. No, I don't think so. I think I think that this was a this was a topic of discussion. I think people were right. really. I think that was a bit of a lightning rod. So were people. they evenly divided, or is there a consensus? It, on the on the forum? It's it leaned more towards her being inappropriate. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I'm gonna have to check it out because there probably are things that I'm not thinking of too, but um. For me, the big one was just, you know, she jumped right to, oh, here's the problem. Here's what's wrong with you. Yeah, you know, I know. It's just, but these people are paying. This is what they're paying for. 
You know, and I understand that there's a process and, oh, you want to lead them to it and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes with some people, you really do have to say, here's what I think. Take a seat. <laughs> and I think Madeline is one of those people. Um, do you think that the therapist got through to Madeline? No. Okay. Not yet. I think, <laughs> I think the seed has been planted. Okay. And I think it will, it'll, it'll rumble around in her head a bit. But I, she might eventually come around to it. Right, right now, no, I don't think so. Because Madeline, she really doesn't see anything beyond herself. She really doesn't see how anything affects anybody else except her. Do you think she will go back next week to therapy? Yes, because I think she loves talking about herself. Do you think she would go back if it were not couples therapy? Because I think she'll go back with Ed, but I, if it was just her, I don't think she would go back because. Very good been, point. Okay. Yes. A different therapist, you know? I, th mm, I don't know. She just strikes me as such a narcissist that I think she'd happily pay two, $200, $300 to have somebody sit and listen to her and agree with her. Right. But again, get a different therapist then. That can't be the only one in Monterey. Okay. Get a more sympathetic therapist. Well, anyway, so that's the therapist. Um, I, but I do think that with therapy, uh, you know, you and I uh, spoke about a situation recently uh, with uh, something that we had read, a book that I had told you about that I had wanted you to read. Uh-huh. And I think in some cases, like in that particular case, mm -hmm. I think the, the, the patient needs to be challenged a bit. Mm -hmm. And I think challenging somebody can be healthy as long as it's done in a, in a safe environment, as long as it's done in a way that isn't, that isn't damaging or that couldn't traumatize them. But I think challenging people to, to look with, really look within, I don't know that that's a bad thing. And I think it's, that there are all different kinds of, there are all but, different kinds of therapy in, in the way how people yeah, conduct sessions. That's true. So she's just not, she's not for you, but she is for me. I like people who challenge, who challenge me and make I me think. I don't think Madeline would. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. But I also think Madeline would just, she likes to fight. She likes to be combative. That's and, true. you know, she's not going to, how dare you? She's not going to let that woman get away with it. Yeah. So she would pay. Try to prove her wrong. Right. She'd pay $300 just to tell her off. Yeah. Well, and right. ultimately, like I said, I think she'll go back because she wants to go for the couples part of it. I so. do. Th yes. Yeah. And look, the whole bit about the when they went into the <laughs> when they went into the the like the parent teachers in the auditorium and it was all the parents and they got all the parents together because Emma Bella, who uh -huh. really seems to be high maintenance, I might I might throw <laughs> out there. Emma Bella fainted because they were talking about Charlotte's web and that somehow went on to talk about uh, how the world is ending <laughs> climate change, yeah. climate change. And yeah. she, uh, she panicked. Yeah. You know, Reese, Reese Witherspoon got up there and that just to me and s somebody else said this on this forum that just felt like an Emmy reel clip <laughs> for Reese Witherspoon but she did bring up Rainbow Connection, which is my song for my father yeah. and my and my cat and my pets. So that was that stayed with me. 
now let's talk Renata. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay. we love Laura Dern. This has been established. Mm-hmm. But she's starting to become, uh, you know, she's crossing the line into into caricature. Hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think so. You don't think so? <laughs> this, yeah, this overbearing wealthy parent is is real. <laughs> yes, of course it's real, but I cannot imagine an overbearing wealthy parent actually be, sitting in a hospital, turning to the doctor and going, me, 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 me. I just don't see that. Now, I see her being, saying, we're taking her to Stanford, you know, get this out. I see that. I see the controlling side of her. But the... It, yeah, the mocking, it, the mocking the doctor was a weird... Um, the mocking, it was a weird choice. It was a weird choice. <laughs> it's a weird choice. Look, everybody has an off day. Laura Dern maybe just had an off day. I thought it was a bad choice. I, thought, I was blaming the writers for that. Yeah. Because um, that, that didn't really ring true to her character. I would agree. It didn't. And I felt like it sort of tarnished the character a bit. But... Right. Um, She's not usually at a loss for words either. Right. And I, I feel like that whole like, me, 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 like that's what like, that's, you know, that's what a people, unsophisticated do people do. Right. 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 And of course, Amabella is, she's freaking out because her parents are both selfish assholes who yeah. are completely wrapped up in themselves. Uh, well, and the world is ending. And, and to be fair, things aren't great no no there's there's a lot to worry about if you're in second grade right there's a lot to worry about in second grade uh yeah i don't know but that kid which speaking speaking of that i just i just want to say that the real mvp of this episode is the principal Uh, (laughs) these mothers are shakespearean (laughs) Um, yeah i fucking smoke He stood up to Renata. Yeah. He had the teacher's back. Yep. Um, and I, you know, curriculum-wise, I feel like, yeah, you do have to teach climate change yeah. in 2019, mm-hmm. uh, at least if you're in Monterey and not Alabama or something, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not, you have, like, real science books. I think you have to acknowledge. And there goes the Alabama <laughs> listenership. <laughs> Sorry, Alabama. But Sorry, Alabama. You, you know what you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. We see um, you. <laughs> so I feel like the whole, um, like every, I thought it was interesting that there was not a single parent dissenting at that assembly. You know, they were all sort of like yelling and grumbling, like, why are you stressing our kids out? But really, all of them were angry because the kids being stressed out made more work for them. Well, yes, but I mean, that is this town. That is these people, these people, their kids are an extension of their narcissism. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I thought again, that the real MVP of the episode was the principal Um, teachers, not bad either. Although I don't know his name. Um, and I thought that although nothing really happened this nothing, week, it was a total filler episode, and you know that is not a good it. that is not a good sign. Well, I thought that some um, some subtle characterization was happening, which I appreciated. I like that we gave Jane something to do this week, even if it was just to confront Meryl Streep. 
Yes, but did did you find it odd that she was? Now I'm I'm just going to say I'm I'm putting this out there. This Corey guy that she knows oh, from yeah. the aquarium. Now, if you watch the if you watch the the credits in the beginning, there are all these little these little clips of things, and they're usually. It's it, American Horror Story does the same thing where it's sort of tipping you off about stuff. It's like Easter eggs. Yeah. And one of the things in the beginning is a dolphin. And from the moment I, we first were introduced to this character, when Corey said, oh, you're part of the Monterey Five, and she was taken aback, like, how does this guy know, like, how does he know that? Mm-hmm. Now, my prediction is he's working for somebody to get the real story from Jane. Okay. And I mean, I hope so. I he's <laughs> I working hope his story. Yeah, he's not who he says he is. Yeah, I hope not. And either the detective or Mary Louise put him into the picture. Mm-hmm. And I think I we're hope, gonna. I hope so. I think we're gonna find out it was Mary Louise. Probably. Probably. Um, but I thought it was very strange that she met this went on one date or two dates with this guy. And she said, you know, I'd really like to meet your friends, your, you know, my son. Yeah. I'd really like to meet him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He was <laughs> too eager. And that would have tipped me off immediately, especially when you come from a place of trauma. It just didn't that, that she didn't react to that, but instead reacted to the kiss. Now the kiss, we know why she reacted. I mean, she's, she's a rape survivor, but that, he was so he showed too much interest too quickly. And uh, well, I think she's cutting him some slack because either he said he was on the spectrum or she thinks he is. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's oh that's a good that's why. a good point that's a good point. I, but still, she's gone out on two dates with this guy and she lets him hang out with her son. Yeah, well i I think that's the explanation because that occurred to me as well, but. It seems to be such a big part of his character um, that I thought that was why. Because it, it seems to be defining him. Unless it's an elaborate ruse, which would be wonderful. It's his, the, the relationship to Ziggy. Something's up. Something's, something's there. And I also want to know what's going on with Perry's dead brother. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, I want to know because... Yeah, too. Yeah, because all of a sudden, this is like it gets brought up. When something gets brought up and, and sprinkled throughout episodes, that's so that people remember this this plot point, this this aspect of the story. So that four episodes down the road, when something when they start talking about their brother, they're like, "Who?" So they have to keep reminding you know the people that this guy existed. So I want to know what's going on there, and I want to know if Corey. Corey is somehow he's he's associated with a, another cast member outside of Jane. Okay, no question. Um, Celeste, I just the ending of that episode just made me sad, where mm-hmm. she's masturbating to a, a, a video of Alexander Skarsgård. Now I can mm-hmm. understand why somebody would want to wank it <laughs> to. To him, he is a sure. yes. He's a very <laughs> handsome guy, and I had I did not realize this. He swept the awards. Oh, for, did he? Yeah, did he? Emmy, Golden Globe, Screen Actors Guild, Critics Choice. I had no idea, which and it kind of scared yeah, me that, that we were awarded that. Um, but yeah. go ahead. 
Oh, I just was saying I didn't know that either. I don't pay attention to award shows except like unless someone has an interesting outfit, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that it just made me sad uh, she, because there, she's so fragile and she's so broken, and but she's still so and, and like I know what that feels like to to you know someone has hurt, like. To say that Perry hurt her is is an understatement, but you still have this sort of sick desire, this sick need to go back, right? Or to well, she said she thought she was a better parent with him around, and objectively, that kind of seems true. She certainly was more engaged. Yeah, I I liked the line that Meryl Streep had when they were watching, looking at the memory book, and she said, or maybe the sunset you know, he was such a good monster. Mm, Yeah. Great line. Yeah. This episode is peppered throughout with little things like that, Mm -hmm. that made it worth watching, even though nothing happened. (laughs) Right. Even though nothing did, the storyline has not been advanced, which is a sin. So awesome. That was great. Way to go. Birthday was last week. What? Meryl Streep's birthday was last week. She turned 70. Uh-huh. That's all. <laughs> Good for Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, she's still acting. She's she's still killing it. Well, Jesus Christ. She's not well, like 110. <laughs> not 110, but we've all, I mean, we've discussed how few actresses there are in their 70s. Right. Yep. There are. And oh, I did find out, I did figure out someone who else who could have played Perry's mother. Okay. Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh yeah, you you mentioned her. Before. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. Michelle. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, so that was the big little lies segment of this show. <laughs> now we're going to talk about <laughs> abrupt. <laughs> what? What? Did, what? This is abrupt. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you finished? Do you have something else to say, Big Shot? Uh, guess not. <laughs> no. If you do, please go ahead. We're not going anywhere. Please, no. Um, no, I don't think I do. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> like. Yeah, you just were like, and Bo, moving on. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the time, so I'm like, oh, let's not, let's not, because people lose interest after a certain point. They do. So, All right, let's move on. <sighs> weddings. Mm-hmm. You sent me a link to an article from the Washington Post this week. Did. About how people are getting deep into debt by taking out high interest loans for their wedding. Yep. And they're specifically marketed as wedding loans. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, whoever whoever gets your data and <laughs> discovers that, oh, right. you're, you're engaged, you're getting married, whatever, you start seeing those ads. Uh, a- yeah, ads with blue blue calligraphy font and mm-hmm. doves and whatnot. Right. Yeah. What I thought was very interesting about this article was that not one woman was interviewed. It was the men no. that were in, that was in, were interviewed. It was one guy, a gay, uh, two gay men, and a, a female. The, the only woman really in, uh, in uh, interview was the mom of one couple and the and the right. financial expert. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> what I what I thought was uh, disappointing, or at least problematic about it, was they were attributing this this skyrocketing price that people are paying for weddings they attributed it solely to the loans 
and the, what, how the availability of these loans and where they're being advertised. And they, like, it's, they didn't take it the step further of, well, why do people feel the need to have weddings like this in the first place? And yeah. in my, <laughs> right. In my opinion, I think social media has really amped up people's need to show off and compete with other people and not just women. You know, we spoke about this yesterday, men, when they buy that ring, you know, the first guy they interview is about a guy who's, he's taking out a loan and he's buying a ring and it's going to be $300 a month. Yeah. Ugh. For three, did he? For three years. Yeah. Uh, or, no, no, actually, I think we're, I think we're conflating two things. So he said he was taking out a loan for a ring because he was, <laughs> he was like, what am I going to do? Use cash? Ugh. Um, <laughs> for some reason. Okay. So he didn't want to use cash because it's for peasants, I guess. I don't. Please. <laughs> take your take your money right and then later in the article it said that on average it takes three years to pay off a wedding loan so whether that's the amount or the interest rate it didn't really specify it was um it seemed oddly um not neutral like (laughs) like it, it didn't say like and get your wedding loan today like it didn't read like an ad but it it wasn't um wasn't really critical of this practice, which I thought was interesting. It wasn't critical of of the 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 way they're advertising. Well, of of the act of taking out a wedding loan, um, which maybe maybe it, the article wasn't critical because oh maybe there's nothing wrong. With I, it. I felt it, I thought it was pretty balanced, you know, especially when the financial expert came in and said, you know, why are you paying twenty thousand dollars for a day that you probably won't even remember. Yeah. Versus putting twenty thousand dollars down on a house on a uh, on a well, down payment for a house. It was less judgmental than that. I she didn't say why are you why are you doing this instead of this. She said what you might do instead is this. Um, so I, I don't know. It just it was it was not very judgmental, and um, I came away from the experience of reading it feeling pretty judgy. <laughs> but I think, you know, the, the thing that I went all judgy McJudgerson about it was when the guy who bought the engagement ring later on in the article said, uh, you know, this wedding's going to cost X, Y, Z, and, you know, we're hoping other people can help us. Oh, right. Yeah. Here's, this is what went on in my thought bubble. Um, pay for it yourself or right? downgrade. <laughs> right. Like, it's like that hasn't even occurred to him. Yeah. I wonder if that's most people's line of thinking. I don't know because I do. But isn't that why? That's something that I was always very, very uncomfortable with was, and even when my, I had two sisters that had um, traditional wedding receptions and, you know, my father. Like like 200 people or like 50 people? Like what's the scale here? What the older one, I think it was probably about 50 to 75 people and the younger one, probably about a hundred, 150. But one what was all, what always felt odd to me was inviting people (laughs) that you never talk to. Right. Hey, good to see you. Look, do you want to come and uh, come to my wedding and help us pay it off? Because that's really (laughs) the only reason why they're there. 
Oh, you want to bring a check to my wedding? Oh, I'd, I'd love to see you and your check. I love the people who say, "No, get, gifts gifts aren't required." Sure, Jan. <laughs> no, no, no. Please remember, remember that. Did I show you the wedding site that that English guy created <laughs> a couple years ago? Um. Pr- yes. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just want the pleasure of your company. Yeah. Sure, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> sure you do. You know, what I don't have a problem with is um, cash gifts that go toward a honeymoon. I, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I, think that's- uh, I just feel like if you want to take a trip or you want to plan a party, fucking pay for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the idea of expecting other people. That's why I hate GoFundMe. I hate all that shit. I can't stand it. Yeah. Oh, remember the um, the viral story of the GoFundMe wedding? <laughs> no. Oh, I'll find oh, it. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I think I do. I think I do. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, this, is, this is not the same one with the, the bridesmaid that was like... Um, the Christian the bridesmaid. Yeah, no one no one can drink the yeah. devil juice. I, I do know. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she wants the wedding of her dreams. And if you people can't pony up... <laughs> yeah. But... Think about where that comes from, because because of social yeah. media it's and just ha- the worst human impulses. <laughs> but why do we and by we I'm talking about women here. Why do we feel this pressure and this need to compete when it comes to weddings and babies and engagement rings? And the thing that it's something I hate even uh, that I think I hate even more than articles about planning your wedding is Articles about how to plan your wedding on the cheap. Oh, I got my wedding. I planned my wedding with $5. We had a unicorn <laughs> and a donkey. And that's just it because it's it's the virtue signaling that I cannot stand. Oh, well, we didn't get a diamond because, uh, you know, blood diamonds. And which, that's an absolute, That's a that should be a concern. But good for you that you have a conscience. <laughs> Congrat! What do you want me to say to that? But it's the bragging. Oh no, no, no! We we uh, we bypassed that, you know, because of blood diamonds. So uh, we just took a piece of fucking string and tied it around my finger. I don't know. Or we got tattoos. You douchebag. So you're telling me you don't like stories about huge princess weddings, and you don't like stories about small and expensive weddings. <laughs> I don't like. Here's what I don't like. I like stories about weddings where it's not about the wedding, but maybe about, you know, say the mother of the, I I was watching something on Facebook the other day, or was it Instagram where the bride's father was dying. And so she scheduled and put together this whole photo shoot and dance with her father so that it could be captured by the photographer because they didn't think they didn't know if he was going to make it now stuff like that. I love when it's not really about the wedding, but about the people, but about the commitment or the relationship, but these shitty articles that sites like, you know, whatever that exogene or the cut or that these articles that people publish where it's how I planned my wedding with a $500 budget or why I don't want a diamond ring that shit. I can't stand it. I don't give a shit why you don't want a ring. All you're doing is looking for praise and trying to act like you're better than other women. And that's all, that's what these articles come down to. 
Well, and the, the former usually involves exploitation as well, right? Like if you're planning a wedding for $500, it's because you're abusing people. <laughs> it's because you happen to have a friend who's a photographer that you refuse to pay. You happen to have a friend who does hair that you're not paying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's what that is. I'll never forget there was a fashion laugh. I'm such an asshole. But there was an article in ExoJane and this woman was very, very <laughs> I'm thinking about it now because oh, I remember wow. the conversation I had with a, a, a friend that I made in the co- from the comments of Exo Jane, and she <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about how she she had like a DIY <laughs> a DIY wedding a DIY, a DIY wedding. wedding yeah but the the, the D <laughs> the DIY was. She literally went to like Target and got construction paper and glitter and glue sticks. <laughs> and she had this little table. She had this little table, like this rickety card table uh-huh. where they had the guest book and they bought like paper machine. <laughs> and look, and you know what? God bless you. God bless you. And oh, she had the staple. <laughs> I kind of love that. I I love the cluelessness of it. Yeah. <laughs> because then people read it and she posted pictures. I can't believe I'm Ooh. laughing about this. She posted pictures and it was the most <laughs> the most hideous thing I've ever seen. I don't know why I'm laughing the same uh it's scratching the same itch that we that we get scratched when we see like those pinterest fails yeah or like um what's that baking show nailed it it. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's sometimes just really fun to see people take on more than they can handle and fail spectacularly but worse is when versus when they're actually like super excited about it and you can tell they're excited about this story and you read it especially with exo jane because those commenters at the end were brutal because <laughs> everybody was so bored and you read the story and you just kind of cover your eyes like oh no <laughs> this poor girl is gonna oh. get crucified and yeah, she did that's oh that's that makes me a little sad right for her. yeah yeah it's <laughs> Because if she liked her wedding, mm-hmm. good for her, right? And then were my there were the other one favorite of mine was the woman who uh, met her boyfriend on uh, Tinder, and they'd been dating a week, I think, or a month, and they got married. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you know how that go? How that? Go? I I don't know. I don't know how how things are. But did they plan a wedding in a month? I think I don't. know. Maybe they eloped. I don't fucking know. P.S. He was out of work, so hmm. oh. you know, and God forbid you point that out, <laughs> as I did, <Yeah>. of course. <laughs> I'm sure that was just a coincidence. I'm sure, I'm sure, because men are desperate to get married; they can't wait. It's all they talk about. It's all they talk about, and that's the thing that you know when I, men in your vision boards. Yeah, <laughs> when when people write these stories, like I met my husband on Tinder, and we got married in a month, so suck it. What, you know, when they write these stories, there is always more to the story. Always. <laughs> They're just yeah. not telling you. Because they want to brag, but they don't want to, they want to leave out that little part 
you know, that the other one, there was another one who, oh, I'm so excited and my, I had this diamond and I'm finally getting married. I think, I think the title of it was, well, you know, I'm getting, I'm engaged, bitches. Oh, I should, yeah, I remember that. Remember that one? <laughs> and it turns out that the guy she was engaged to was like a felon or something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And it's like, what are you bragging about? It's like, what, did you really think people wouldn't figure that out? In any Not case. Anything wrong with felons? <laughs> Felons should get love too. Everybody deserves a second chance. Sure. <clears throat> second what? Second. But the uh, yeah, the, the the hubris. The hubris. You're just kind <laughs> of like, like really? Okay. I mean, he kind of defrauded his company, but whatever. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Muzzle. <laughs> I kid. I love. What are you talking? About? <laughs> um. So yeah, weddings and wedding debt and people like why? Why are you doing this to yourselves? I don't know. I'm still thinking about the fucking stable cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm picturing the worst flower crown you've ever seen. A flower crown. <laughs> yeah, like a like something worthy of Firefest. Yeah, it's the whole thing was really very very sad and. <laughs> whatever let's let's kind of keep it let's try not go on, go on on any more tangents so the wedding debt you know these are people before you even get married like you said yesterday you have student debt you have your own credit card debt and now and maybe you have a mortgage and now you're going to take out another loan i don't get it <laughs> i mean i don't know is the reason why he doesn't want to spend cash because he wants to develop credit or build credit. That is the biggest mystery of that article when he's like, "Oh, cash." Ugh. I know it, it's like, is that something that like younger people don't like anymore? I don't does know. It, does I it mean, make, I, I think- is there something about paying with cash now that is frowned upon? Does it mean something? Um, sometimes it does. Um, but because I've seen um, articles usually. Um, having to do with gentrification mm-hmm. um, that talk about cashless cities. Um, but if you have the cash for an engagement ring, mm-hmm. throw it down, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Get it alone. Oh, well, here, but here's the other thing. I guess I see what it, I think I see where he's going. Do you really have that kind of money in cash? Well, no, I think he doesn't. But the way he said it, implied that he thought cash was gross <laughs> yeah there really was this ew yeah you know and i can remember, the other day i was i don't know where it was i think i was in the convenience store and i the woman in front of me she was paying in like quarters or nickels or whatever and the the girl in front of in front behind her or somewhere oh, she was in front of me i'm the, sure there was a lot of heavy sighing there was heavy sighing like <sighs> shuffling <laughs> But it, it wasn't even the, like, oh, God, do I have to wait for this? It was like, oh, my God, poor person. No. Right. I have a jar that I keep by my door where I dump change every day. So it's like my coffee. If I want to go out and get my own coffee, that's my coffee money. And so I might just take money just for coffee when I take her the, Luca out for her walk. Yeah, I might just pay with change. What about it? <laughs> I guess it's gross. <laughs> I guess it is. So I don't, I don't understand. And... I just feel like there's this competitive, there's, there's this need to top and one up other people. For sure. Which makes it kind of funny to me that all weddings are so similar. 
They really are. Like, nothing's different. Like, oh, you had a photo booth? Riveting. Yeah, you had a photo booth with the mustache on the a mustache stick. mustache on a stick, and oh, you're just so wacky, you hipsters. Chalkboard calligraphy, yeah. mason jars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, yeah. It, it's all so basic now. And it's like you're paying God knows how much to just be basic. I think the average with the average cost of a wedding is like thirty or forty thousand. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Well, no. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> no, I Christ! <laughs> yeah, I, and I just don't know why you'd want to start off because, as we all know, money is one of the leading reasons why that right. caused divorce. So why are right, you? That's where it- I don't understand why you would want to start right. off. Right. Why are you putting yourself behind the eight ball? Right. Right. Well, like, why are I, you doing I mean, that? I will say, because I'm not a total Debbie Downer, like, I, I enjoy a party. So if your parents want to pay for a wedding and you want to have a wedding, that's one thing. Or if you have the money for a wedding and don't have to take out a loan and you want a wedding, by all means, have a wedding. Right. It's the loan. It's the loan. Right. And well, the other thing the article said was that people are getting married later. And so people's parents are older and some are retired and they might not have the funds. Right. But the older people who are getting married should. (laughs) Good point. Duly noted. (laughs) And if you don't, it probably means you can't afford the wedding you want. Right. Right. That's why I was so flabbergasted. I'm sorry, but like, we're not all Meghan Markle. Right. Like, we're not all going to get that, and that's okay. And that's okay. It's it doesn't diminish. We're not all princesses. It do, right. It doesn't diminish <laughs> the, okay. the commitment. And I, I don't want to see any more pictures of. I don't want to see any more engagement pictures where the only clear thing in the shot is the girl's hand, and yeah. the husband, the guy, <laughs> is like behind her. You barely see his yeah. face. It's just her hand thrust. I hate it. It's just so. It it speaks volumes about what the engagement means to her. It's not about, and frankly, both of them, both of them, because I think any guy who's just like, yeah, sure, whatever, like take your pictures. Yeah. And, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, do, do your thing. Do your thing, girl. Yeah. Uh, I'll be your Instagram husband or whatever, Instagram boyfriend. Yeah. So, all right. But again, I don't, you know, if you want a diamond ring, I, again, I'm like, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. If, if you could pay for it, fine right but but i kind of think it makes more sense to have a a diamond ring as like push present because at that point you should get whatever you want <laughs> yeah you know I, I i i'm i'm with you on that one and like the engagement ring you haven't really done anything yet but right and men hand, and you know that the the, the 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 engagement ring is second to the size of his penis Meaning, he it's very important that he gets it, that he gets a big one. <laughs> you know, there there are two things that he knows he's three things that he knows he's going to be judged for: the size of his wallet, the size of his penis, and the size of that ring. <laughs> hmm. To be fair, do you know anyone who um, got proposed to and immediately got a different ring because they didn't like it for whatever reason? Uh, no, I'm, I know I've received a couple of questions like that. I'm sure if I dug around, I could I could find one, and I'm horrified. I'm, first of all, if that's the case, and you don't like the ring, you should not marry that person, because clearly they either weren't paying attention to the numerous cues you were dropping. <laughs> like, oh, look at that princess cut from Tiffany. I really <laughs> like that. Don't you like that square princess cut? If we have a son, I think we should name him Asher. Right? <laughs> 
Harry and Winston. And Winston. What do you think? Exactly. So either he wasn't paying attention, which is a bad sign, or he doesn't know her. Right. So I, I think the bigger concern of, is if you get a ring that you don't like, don't marry him because something's wrong. <laughs> something's off. I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit of an extreme reaction. But I have <laughs> observed uh, on two occasions um, that a, a woman that I know received a ring and she was like, mm, no. <laughs> and both times it was not a matter of like, oh, the ring was weird. Um, it was just that the man went ring shopping and, you know, they were talking about the, the qualities of a diamond or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And he bought the better diamond rather than the bigger diamond. And that was the problem. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So I just wondered if you'd ever observed that as well. No, I I mean, I've heard stories about that and I I just, I do think it's kind of horrible because it really, I don't know. It kind of says a lot about what you think of marriage. (laughs) If all you're concerned about is the size of the diamond. Well, that's before the wedding planning even brings out the worst. Right. And both of people, both of them. All right. I'm, I'm exhausted by this topic. All right. <laughs> don't, don't take a wedding loan. Everybody. Don't take a wedding loan. Too long didn't read. Skip ahead. Too long didn't read. <laughs> don't take a wedding loan. Let's talk about ghosting for a second. Okay. Now, uh, I follow a lot of dating coaches on Twitter and on Instagram. Typically they follow me first. I don't (laughs) seek out dating coaches and I would typically follow them back. And I love a good train wreck. This is, this is a strange arrangement you have going. What? So you're not seeking them. They find you, but then you follow them back. Well, sure. Okay. Even though you're not really actively giving dating. No, because I'm looking for stuff to rip apart. Have we met? Do you not know me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm looking for fodder and fodder yeah. i found hmm. so this is from a little nudge on instagram she's a dating coach and here's the scenario that she's posed this here's the 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 problem that she's posing to her followers and she says let me know what you think From the source, a 37-year-old woman, if you were wondering, he's 41. We had met several years ago, but I was seeing someone at the time. When he saw me on Bumble, he said hi and asked me out, which I gladly accepted because I remembered him. First date went well, and I was actually pretty excited about the second date. The one that ultimately got canceled. And I'll go over this in a second. It was set up for Friday night, big money night. On Thursday night, he texted me several excuses saying that he had to get up early on Saturday and that he couldn't make it a late night and couldn't drink on our date. No biggie. Girl, (laughs) I have to stop there for a second. But I asked if he was trying to cancel because it seemed like he was leading up to that. I expressed honestly that last minute cancellations are my biggest pet peeve. So if he needed to cancel to please do it now to give me a chance to find other plans for my Friday night. (laughs) Then Friday mid-afternoon, this text chain starts. And I'll read the text chain in a second. While I know I may have come off as harsh in that text exchange, um, I definitely could have 
worded it more softly and said, I would have appreciated a call, though that sounds a little passive aggressive. Nope. Sounds aggressive. No, oh. nothing passive about it. <laughs> I thought it was important to stand up for the respect for my time that I deserve. To, on behalf of women on everywhere. On behalf of women everywhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the bullet for all of you. <laughs> Too many women, I think, just let it go. But time is valuable, and I think it was okay to show my disappointment. We weren't strangers. <laughs> okay. I mean, two dates, but whatever. Right, right, right. I never heard back from him after this text, Jane. Shocking. <laughs> I was okay with that because I think if you really want to see someone, you make the time. And I was actually out of town the rest of the weekend and the following week. Now, here's the text exchange. And keep in mind that Thursday he had texted her saying, oh, I've got to be up really early. Oh, I can't drink. Da, da, yeah. da, da. Yeah. So here's the text. Hey, I know you how you feel about last minute cancellations, but I was just notified that on top of having to work tomorrow morning, my dad and his girlfriend will be coming over in the afternoon and I have a million chores I need to do around the house before they arrive or else my ass will literally be handed to me. And her response that's disappointing, but I understand. And apparently he never responded to that. <laughs> now, oh, really? Um, yeah, shocking, I know. <laughs> now, of course, the comments are all about you go, girl. You tell him, you tell him what you're worth. If he can't accept you when you're worse, he doesn't deserve you at your best. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and me, being me, of course. <laughs> I read that and I thought, <laughs> that's what I thought when I read that, because here's what happened. So this guy texts her and he is begging her to <laughs> cancel the date or ask to reschedule. Uh, I, yeah, I can't drink. I can't stay out late. Uh, yeah, I, I have to work early in the morning. Oh, I can't drink. Girl. Yeah. Also, we're kind of glossing over the fact that this 41-year-old man is claiming that if he doesn't clean his house, his dad's going to hand his ass to him. Really? Well, I don't know what that means. I think I, I just think he was making something up. I don't, I don't know. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, of course, I respond in the comments and say, she created this situation for herself. He was trying to cancel, right. and she refused to let him cancel. She was like, don't cancel. I hate cancellations. Yeah, exactly. Especially if they're last minute. Are you trying to cancel? Are you canceling? You're not canceling, are you? Are you canceling? I hate canceling. <laughs> so, of course, like, what is he going to do in that situation? Well, no, of course not. I'm not canceling. Uh, oh, geez, street lights on. My mom's calling. Got to go. Bye. Yeah. So <laughs> she creates this situation where... You know, and he was being a pussy. He should have just said, look, it turns out I'm going to have to work really early in the morning and tomorrow's not going to work. Can we reschedule? Yeah. So he didn't really cancel last minute. <laughs> he was trying to cancel the day before. Yeah, but you wouldn't let so. him. <laughs> so she doesn't understand neither the woman asking the question or this dating coach. And again, I don't, not a thing, by the way, like these <laughs> dating coaches. Dating coaches are not a thing. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I go back and forth. I, I, I don't know 
is there a certification? Is there like a, a, a course you take to understand? It's dating is so subjective that I don't know how you can be like an expert in any way. Mm. So um, that hmm, that was a loaded hmm. I was a pregnant hmm, but we'll get well, back to that because this is your whole thing. What dating? <laughs> being a dating expert. Just undermine your whole thing. Well, no, because that's just it. I was, n- I never called myself a dating expert. That no, the press but, did that, but you were. <laughs> no, uh, what I was was very objective, and, and could re and socially adept and socially attuned. That's that's it. And I had opinions. That's really it. But I could pull myself out of a situation and look at it objectively and say, Mm-mm, this is where this is what he might be thinking. And this is what, you know, where you could have done something different. But in any case, we can debate the merits of me being a dating expert or not. <laughs> well, you're not married, so. <gasps> <sighs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> in any case. So. What I didn't appreciate by all these comments was that they were encouraging this woman to believe that how she handled it was appropriate, and nobody was saying to her, girl, read the fucking room. He was trying to cancel, and you wouldn't let him. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, that's what happened. You know, and I hate last-minute cancellations, too. We've talked about this, and I've always said, give them a chance. Just... Exit the situation. No, not a problem. Shoot me a text when you know your schedule and then leave. And then someone, I actually said that in the comment. I said, you should have just said, "Eh, shoot me a text when you're available and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, reschedule. And someone said in the comments, but why should she do that? I mean, if that were me, I would be like obsessing over my phone and I'd be wondering when he was going to call. It's like, well, I don't want to blow your mind, but you have control over that, you know? (laughs) Well, so what's, What's even the point of telling someone, I hate cancellations? That's like saying, I hate having the flu. Everybody hates last minute cancellations. Right. But she told him because she sensed that he was canceling and she didn't want, she was, she was very hyped up and we've been there where you're really excited and then the person cancels. And I'll just say it outright. 90% of the time when someone cancels on the first, cancels a date last or cancels a date without a plan to reschedule, they're not interested in you. Oh, yeah. They're, they're gone. Right. Yeah. And I, I said that in the comments, too. And, of course, the dating coach was, I don't know if I agree with that. No, really? No shit. No shit that you wouldn't agree with that. Of course you think he's interested. Holy balls. He clearly did not want to go out with her again. He was yeah. he was being clumsily diplomatic. Which I can appreciate his effort in that regard. I can appreciate the because effort. She, she obviously is a person with a chip on her shoulder to begin with. Because say, like, even more than saying I hate last minute cancellations is like saying I hate having the flu. I think it's more like saying like, um, I'm not looking for game players or like, right. It's, I don't want to waste my time. It's just, you have a chip on, like you said, you have a chip on your shoulder. Nobody wants to deal with this. Even if this guy was moderately interested in seeing you, which he wasn't, yeah. You well not at that point. You anyway. kicked that, yeah. door closed. that door closed. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what needs to be like that's what you need to say to this person, but you also need to ask her what is what's so what's behind that? 
So this whole not liking cancellations, wh- what do you think's behind that? <laughs> yeah. Where is yeah. that coming from? Where is that fear of abandonment coming from? If only there was a therapist in Monterey. I know. <laughs> she could go to (laughs) in any case in a situation like that (laughs) if you sense that somebody is trying to blow you off or cancel they probably are yeah you should let you should let them (laughs) just let them if they're interested they will follow up with you that's why it's so important to say and you know sure shoot me a text when you know your schedule because if they are interested and they are sincere, they're going to go, oh, thank God. And then and then they're going to make that concerted effort. And if they, but if they, if they don't have a plan right then, or if they don't follow up within like a day, fuck it. They're not interested. Yeah. yeah. No plan is the plan. And the, right. No plan is the plan. No response is a response. And that's where you kind of have to say, uh, you have to learn how to just sort of put it out to the universe, I guess okay, I'm just going to say this and then I'm going to uh, really try not to not to p- invest too much in this. She had invested a ton in this guy, clearly. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It's good to hope. Get excited. Be excited. You never, ever, ever want to not be excited about going on a date. But how she handles that cancellation, that rejection, that's about her. That's not about him. It's okay that he's not interested. It's okay that he wanted to cancel. That's just, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. He tried to do it 24 hours in advance. You wouldn't let him. <laughs> you know, you really do have to learn. You have to read the room. And if you sense that somebody is not interested or just telling you what you want to hear, they probably are. And always, mm. always, yeah. always walk away from that situation. Be gracious maintain your dignity and walk away and it's okay to be hurt it's okay to be disappointed but i think there's this fear of the pain that we're going to feel after that rejection or after that disappointment and i know that's something i hated and that's that's why i hated last minute cancellations because i knew how that how hurtful that that disappointment was going to be yeah and so you know, there needs to be an examination of why, why do you react to last minute cancellations the way you do? What do you think's behind that? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Sarah, mm-hmm. you and I, we're coming in right under an hour, but we, you and I are recording a, a bonus episode after this. This is great. We have, uh, I promised people the letter last, last week I promised people the letter from the woman who <laughs> went out on the $200 date and got stiffed. It's a, good it's, a it's a doozy. <laughs> so a definitely listen to the bonus episode, people. And we just, um, we're uploading a new, we have two new bonus episodes on the Patreon. So you can go to womenontoppodcast.com and click the Patreon link, or you can just go to women on top pod i believe hold on let's 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 make sure uh you can just go to women on top podcast patreon.com front slash women on top podcast front slash jesus could i be older that's how you find our patreon Woohoo! <laughs> 
I know. Fuck. I, I just, I can't. All right. All right. So. <laughs> So, screw you guys. We're going home. Later. Bye.